Do you struggle with a dry, dull, tangled, or itchy beard? Maybe you find little beard hair curls all over the bathroom sink. Have you found that most beard products are too greasy, don't soften your beard, or smell bad in general? If this is you, there is a simple solution to your problem. If you are looking for a change and to level up your beard game, then you need to try Nine Hair Co. Beard Products. These products were created for men of color, all natural and organic premium oils for maximum quality. Nine Hair Co. products will nourish, protect, and soothe your beard and skin. The beard oil is designed for clean shaven to medium beards, while the beard balm is designed for medium to thick beards. Both products relieve itching during growth, add moisture, and promote shine. Can you use beard oil and the beard balm together? Absolutely, yes you can. For more information on leveling up your beard, click the link for 9hairco.com in the description box below. The following program is rated TVMAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. On primetime hours, you can never go wrong And you night the music and what's going on And your neck of the woods like Al Roke on today's light Feel it entertained with the radio show Tuesday, Thursday, take it over, let them know Let them tell the phone rings Yeah, I'm on this thing to podcast this is m16 from the radio show atl saying thank you for hitting the download button on this second volume of the best of the radio show atl and i guess i could call it the best of the radio show atl so far so we're dropping in a few you know funny moments some great conversations and just overall what we feel like is another round of best ofs so we're going to start this one off with a i guess interesting conversation where we were discussing who knows what else. And then somehow we got into a conversation about 90s rappers with interesting names. Take a listen to it. Hopefully you'll get a laugh out of it. You are now listening to The Radio Show. Like I said, somebody just go out there and check on James Earl Jones and let me know if I need to Uber him <laughs> some juice or some soup or something. I, I'm glad to do why, it. Why are you sending that man some juice like he can't eat solid food? Like, let me send him some <laughs> 
It's like he in a nursing home or something. <laughs> You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. Explain his name to us. I love oh, McConan. I love McConan. Yeah. Yes, he's literally the most like... random artist you've ever heard of. Like he raps <laughs> about moving dope. He raps about going to clubs on Tuesdays. He raps about <laughs> a girl named Sarah. I mean, he just—he's—he's he's very random. And so is the start of this. <laughs> right. I mean, how in the hell are we talking about a rap? How long ago was that song? How many years ago was that? Hey, um, it was like 2015, 2015, 2014 to be exact. Oh, okay, yeah. So that, yeah, that's really going to get things going. It's uh, you know, rap from five years ago, the peak. Well, let's not say I mean, that. But people will still events that we have to discuss tonight. Oh yeah, that part too. But as um, M16 cues up, cues up some some Dale the Funky Homo Sapien in the in the queue to, to play at the break. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we mentioned we're mentioning guys that have not seen the light of day in years. The words "funky homo sapien" have not been uttered in 25 years, and here we are. Yeah. For for those of you that don't know, that was a real a real rapper's name, Dale the Funky Homo Sapien. Um, I would not recommend <laughs> checking out his music. Um, Hey, I'm about to be on Google right now. I, don't, and I was going to say, don't Google it at work because it might age. take you somewhere that you don't want to go. So don't Google it at work. I didn't want to show my age, but I was going to ask at some point. So I'm glad you just went ahead and said that. Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah, well. Even people like, who are age may not remember. No, but, uh, but if you yeah, go that was a, guy. a long time ago, uh, Cujo and I did a list of, on this show we did a long time ago, we did a list of Terrible rapper names, and uh, no surprise, he was on that list. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, he was still Cujo Snacks. This dude was creepy as hell. So, so you trying to say he looked like a hamburger or something? You got some snacks I I swear to God, Cujo, watch your snacks, man. This dude was totally ripped you off. Uh Oh oh my God! What else does he have going on? I cannot, I mean, I don't know. He might be working in the store with his box head snacks at this point. Or whatever. Whatever, whatever. Listen, y'all, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to send this picture in the chat. I'm sorry, guess we can't see this, but he really do look like he will follow you to your car. Oh, my God. I mean, he got, I mean, he kind of got a, a black Air Force vibe to him, uh, but, like, you know. He, he, he had, like he had to go up to a girl and say, where my hug at? He <laughs> <laughs> looks like he gets sprayed with mace immediately, immediately, as the would say. Hey, yo, girl, where my hug at? You just no, not gonna talk to me? <laughs> uh-uh, who is you? <laughs> oh, for the, for those, I mean, just just for those, you know, for context for people who don't know, he had that song, Mr. Bobolina, Mr. Bob Do- Bobolina, Mr. Dobolina, Mr. Bobolina. That was him. Oh and and right. yes, his name very much matches that song. Okay, so Bad. I just want to make I this decision right now. <laughs> After this segment right here, nobody for at least a week, at least two weeks, can say nothing to me about the 90s hip-hop that I still listen to after this segment right here. And it's documented. <laughs> Please. Oh. <laughs> All right. The unscripted so, moments are the best. 
These are the best. God, I mean, I'm serious, man. Nobody has literally uttered that man or these lyrics for at least 25 years or more. <laughs> that is amazing. So what if we start a hashtag? What will happen? You can tweet it to him. I know. No, no, don't do that because then he's going to want to come on the aftermath. It'll become a whole thing. Let's let's not do that. You need to do it. You need to chop it up so we can tweet it to him. It needs to be done. I know. Like, how fun would it be in the aftermath? It'd probably be the first aftermath where we we had the whole crew. Oh my God! Everybody's gonna want to be on this show. Yeah, because I mean, you know, we'd be pulling out all the stops for that one. Woohoo! The promo would be great. It'd be like, yeah, Dell. I've already, I've already ruined it. I've already taken a shot at him in this. So how I'm supposed to send it to him? And I'm like, yeah, let's get this guy. I'll do it. This entire entire segment, (laughs) we've just been been clowning this man. Like nobody says anything (laughs) positive this entire time. Well, the whole point of putting him on the show would be for us to understand his vibe. Since nobody on the record, he's got seventy thousand Instagram followers, so it probably wouldn't hurt to have him on the show. You said how many? What's his name again? What's his name? Seventy thousand. Seventy thousand. No, what's his name again? What's Dale the Funky Homo Sapiens? Okay, I'm trying to Google Homo Sapiens. I'm going to screw up this entire first segment from the podcast. 70,000? Oh, it's time to go into sale mode. Hey, man, come on down. We're we're huge fans. Look, Hoochie, we can sing a song. It's worth, you uh, are uh, uh, going on. Uh, uh. Put on your tap. That's right. For what it's worth, Killer Mike follows him. And I follow yeah. Killer Mike. We're, I mean... Okay. I will say he he is very much I guess respected in in the in the in the hip hop head community like old hip hop heads really I mean he he he's not one that you would generally make fun of if you really know about I guess old hip hop which is why I'm surprised that M16 is taking this opportunity to clown him. You are now listening to the radio show. Oh, before I'm sorry. Before we start, uh, because we are hip hop, so we we have to say that Eminem dropped an album, and no, we will not be talking about it. Thanks. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right. So in this next clip, we're going to discuss an announcer who was tweeting about an NBA game, and he was trying to mention the Denver Nuggets, but Nuggets was not the word that he tweeted. You are now listening to the radio show. Possible. Chameleonaire made enough to set himself up for life based on uh, riding dirty just off the ringtone. Hold on. Chameleonaire is not a a one-hit wonder. He made some other songs. Name them. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. We had two Mm -hmm. different places that this show could start. And we can figure out where we go, I guess, by a vote. So on one hand, we got good old-fashioned family racism with the announcer for the Hornets who tweeted something that he shouldn't have. On the other hand, we have the fact that the Rona has run, run rampant in Georgia to the point where this is a state where you are the, the most likely to get the Rona. So do we go racism or do we go death disease? What's it going to be? Do we know? Death disease. Yes. The 
I mean, we're already sick of white people saying the N-word. I think they get, like, a golden parachute. They, they, it seems like they're just doing it on purpose to get out of their job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to work here anymore. It's the quickest way out. Niggas. Niggas. <laughs> Fired. Jump out, <laughs> jump out this window. <laughs> that's if they What's don't get the golden parachute. That's, a, that's an interesting theory. So, basically, so saying, so saying niggas is the white people equivalent of pulling the fire alarm. Basically, like, are you just without, you just you just trying? Yeah, that yeah. is a great I mean, comparison. Only pulling a fire alarm, you actually you know can be arrested and get like you know some type of fine or something for it. I mean, it's like because these people are not always in regular positions. A lot of them are in higher up positions to where you should technically know better. I mean. I mean, with the HR background, I mean, you clearly take classes and stuff not to do these things, and they do these things. So I can't help but think there's some kind of financial strategy behind it. Nah, well, just racism. Just racism? Well, that's where we're going to start. Good old-fashioned family racism it is then. It wins again. <laughs> All right. So... The story on this one is that an announcer for the Charlotte Hornets, all right, so his name is John, this name, man, his name is John Fox. I mean, that's just a perfect name. John Fox. <laughs> <laughs> really stand out. <laughs> well, anyway, John, John Fox, uh, he tweeted during the playoff games last night, he was like, shot making in this jazz niggas game is awesome. Murray and Mitchell going back and forth. What a game. Except he didn't tweet Nuggets. He tweeted Nuggets. So he's been immediately suspended. But there's a problem with this. And I want to – good God. I want to start off talking to your boy Cujo about this one, man. <laughs> Clearly this man is an iPhone user because I don't know what you Android people out there doing, but iPhone, if you keep typing, you know, a certain word – after you go through autocorrect, it's going to pick up on your language. Cujo, man, yes. this ain't the first time this dude tweeted that word, bro. What do you say? Nope. Nope. Well, first of all, can can we verify that he's actually team iPhone by going to that tweet and showing that he sent it from Twitter for iPhone? That's that's my first thing before we just, you know, start putting him on the team and everything. <laughs> Second. All right. Fair enough. His, na- his name immediately, like, if you if you gave me a list of names, Give me, give me a list of names of white, of white men. If I see John Fox on that list and you're asking me to point out a possible racist on this list, I'm probably going to point out the name John Fox. It feels racist to me. But to, to the question that you asked, yes, this is, this is not the first time that he's used that in his, in his uh, keyboard for it to recognize and suggest, like, hey, maybe you mean this word. Because he clearly misspelled nuggets because it's not going to auto-correct a real word. Or even suggested if you're typing a real word. So, um, yeah, he 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 slings the N-word around pretty regularly and and apparently via text. So, yeah. I I agree. I mean, I just typed N-U-G-G, and, I mean, it did come up in my – Pre, yeah, but dedicated words, yeah, but, but you, I kind of use the word. 
I was gonna say, but, but you kind of got the N I T T A on there, so you tweet you. But you might have used it before. Oh, whatever. I mean, I do use it like this nigga crazy, and I mean, I use it if you. Don't use the word. It's not going to come up in your most commonly used words. So he's texting the N-word to somebody. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. On a very regular basis. So not that it makes a difference, but was it not that it makes a difference, but just so we can kind of judge his level of use. Was it the, was it the hard er? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, that's the only one they play with Because I've yet to see one get in trouble For using the the one with the A on the end I, Not all right, at so, all, all right, So yeah. So let me let me pitch that question up to everybody Is if he had If the tweet had been N-I-D-G-A-S Instead Would that have made you feel A little bit differently about it No fuck way just had to play off of his okay, last name. What about, <laughs> well, that's his last name. Tia, what about you? Tia, what about you? Does that does it make a difference whether it's the the hard er or not? It's still all bad, right? Wait, did you mean to be asking me, or are you meant to ask my replacement? <laughs> I'm, I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking you. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So. I feel like if it had an A on the end, yeah, it probably wouldn't have been much better, but he probably got some black friends, and he heard them say it, and they probably say it to each other. It's probably how that goes down. But, uh, yeah, it probably still wouldn't be to the general public much better. It does say Twitter for hey, Yeah. Okay, so it is mm-hmm. Well, really? I mean, if, if it was N-I-G-G-A-S, maybe maybe he was trying to get his, his mixtape career <laughs> off the ground. You know what I mean? Like, maybe in his notes, he was typing off all his lyrics and his bars, and, and you know, it just kind of translated into into his tweets and stuff. I don't know, man. That, that, that may have covered him. But these announcers go through, like, Serious training, media training on what to say on air and what not to say. And with all of the controversy, I just don't understand how you can legitimately not be on your game and make these mistakes after you've seen announcer after announcer <laughs> career be in the ground. Like, that just doesn't make any kind of professional sense to me. <laughs> yeah, and he obviously didn't proofread because there was a lot of other words after Nuggets that he had plenty of time to recognize <laughs> what he typed before he hit tweet. Oh God! <laughs> it wasn't like Nuggets was the last job. word, and he just hit and he just hit sins. Like there was probably another sentence or two after that, that another line or two, he could have caught it and erased it or you know corrected it. But that's why but I said that the whole fire alarm theory was deleted. Is, though that's my question. Because you ever posted something and realized immediately. Is that it needs to be deleted? Like, how long did he leave this tweet up before he realized he effed up? Yeah, once it That's goes to question. the internet, that shit is people screenshot. It's over with. All, all you need is one person to screenshot it and for it to go viral. That's it. <sighs> he 
said it's not an autocorrect error. It was it was it was like that time it was like that time that M sixteen was trying to tweet out that he loves ducks. You know I believe you tweeted like that. Whatever, uh, but I guess uh, uh. Uh, so. Jerk, wait, uh, let me let me bring in the jerk here with some of his, you know, grand opinions. Jerk, man, I mean, so this guy's got to get fired, right? Like, there's no way he keeps his job. Is there any way he keeps his job? No, he he he. They're gonna let him go. Because then, when you're uh, when you're a personality like that, you have to be that personality all the time. So they can't. No respectable organization is gonna leave his face on their billboards. So nah, he he's he's gone. And I I don't really mm. think it's a, a, a yeah. It's clearly an autocorrect. He he clearly types niggas more than he types nuggets. So yes, <laughs> for sure. I mean, I definitely don't think he meant to do it. I just think he literally types niggas and didn't expect to hit that word instead of nuggets. And I, I think it was a mistake, but it still shows that it's something that he does. And, you know, oh, well. Was done in the, done in the dark of text will come to the light on Twitter. Okay, let the church Basically. say it you are now listening to the radio show. I, I'm not, no, okay, okay, he's got 40 and Sebo featuring E40. I feel like that's a very lazy song title. They just put both their names together and just 40 and Sebo featuring E40 by Sebo. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, so coming up next, uh, we talk about someone who wasn't a controversial figure who has now become one, and that's Bill Cosby. At the time when we were discussing this subject in June of last year, this had to do with some of the legal woes that Bill Cosby was dealing with. So we discussed that in a bit further detail. Take a listen. You are now listening to the radio show. Old people. People in general. Stop wearing them ignorant-ass Bluetooth pieces in your ear! You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. So, I read a pretty interesting article this week, too, and I can attempt to tie them together or make them germane, so to speak. Um, the first one was, uh, Bill Cosby has won his right to appeal his conviction in his rape, alleged rape case um, in the state of Pennsylvania. And they're basically saying, one, and I didn't know this, was that he had an agreement with one of the attorneys that he would never be brought up on charges if he testified to some things. Did any of you know Damn. that? No. No. Damn. Who yeah, he a little bit. It says, um, the court is going to examine Cosby's argument that he had an agreement with a former prosecutor that he would never be charged in the case um, and that that's what he relied on in that agreement before even agreeing to testify in the um, trial about from his accuser. I didn't even know that was an issue or something that you could even do. And then the first thing was they're basically saying that all of these women 
um, it was almost a hearsay of their testimony. They're relying on them to remember back all these years ago because, you know, dozens of women started saying, yeah, he did it to me, he did it to me, he did it to me, he did it to me. Nobody ever actually came forward, and to the most manliest of them all came forward and said he did it to me, and that's who took him down. Um, what do y'all think about that? Because they're saying that it could, this will be the first case that could almost potentially backfire on the Me Too movement. What do y'all think? Look, well, Tiki, I'm My just comment is not anything about his, his, his guilt or his innocence, but I will say that every time they try, every time there's something going on and they need a distraction, I feel like Bill Cosby pops up a lot. I think Dave Chappelle made a joke a while ago where it was like, you know, back in the 90s or whatever, or whenever it was like every time the country needed, you know, distracting from something, Michael Jackson touched a little boy. I feel like Bill Cosby is the new Michael Jackson. Like his name Between Bill Cosby? Pops up when it... Between him and R. Kelly? Yeah. Every time oh, he's yeah. distracted yeah. from something, it's like something goes on with them. Like, wh- like anyway, y'all go ahead with this. That's, that's, well, that's my that was, that was my I, I just had one one thing to say about this, and then I could just lay out is that, you know, we're going through a renaissance here where we were, you know, Black Lives Matter, but we wasn't talking about Bill Cosby. Y'all continue. Go ahead. I'm all for Bill's lives mattering. I don't know about you guys, but like it really bothered me that whole situation, and whether it happened or not, nobody. I don't. I feel like we'll never truly know exactly everything that happened because we were not in the room. Um, it's always going to be her side, his side, and then what really happened. Um, and I just, just for me personally, I'm one of these people that grew up with him every Thursday night for over a decade, you know. And then as even as an adult, I still watched him in syndication. And, like, I have his books. Um, I didn't ask to be born, you know, like, and I've read those things. So it just really took a lot out of me. And I just felt like personally, like I, I felt almost like a personal attack on his character, even on my character, so to speak, just because, and I tend not to get really attached to celebrities because I don't really know them in real life. But for just just for that whole situation, for Bill to go through that whole situation, it just really bothered me, you know? So I feel like, I was, okay, I wasn't everybody else I wasn't, I wasn't as big of a fan of, of Bill Cosby as, as you were. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't dislike him. I just, I didn't watch the Cosby show. I didn't see my first full Cosby show episode until I was old enough to drink. Like, I didn't watch the Cosby show growing up. And I mean, it wasn't like, like I said, it wasn't that I disliked it. It just, it wasn't something that we, or I watched. It wasn't in the, own in the house. Nobody else in the house watched it. But I also felt that way. I felt like it was a, um, I felt like some of those attacks felt a little personal that we didn't see from a lot of the like Harvey Weinstein arguably is a bigger person. I mean, you know, a Hollywood influence than than Bill Cosby, and he didn't. I don't know that he got drugged as much. Maybe earlier on, you know, they they talked about him a whole lot just because of the allegations. But when he actually got found guilty, I feel like it was maybe one day of news coverage, and then like maybe half a day of news coverage, and that was kind of it. Like, right. I feel like we, we right. lived through Bill Cosby for months. I agree. You know, I, agree. I did grow up. I did grow up watching Bill Cosby. I I mean, at the end of the day, the show was great. I mean, 
the the lessons and just like the roles and as many people as he got jobs and put on like you know I can separate him from work and him as a man um I followed a couple of the stories and I do feel like I do have an issue with the way some of them were reported. I mean, and some of these women are, like, totally just telling the whole truth, and it's still foolishness. And then there's some women who I do believe there may have been circumstances in which, like, you know, you guys said we would never know. But there's some people who I feel admitted to, like, lying already, saying that they, you know, they, they weren't telling the truth. and. And based on how long it's been to be able to corroborate a lot of these stories, you know, the difference between him and Harvey Weinstein is, to be honest, I feel like even though he was a really big star in the 60s, he still wasn't bigger than the racism and stuff that was happening. So I feel like if these white women were open and vocally accusing him at that time, I don't think he was big enough to be protected during that time. So I feel like it's very Hell interesting no. that, you know, they would have took him down quick because that was just like the epitome of, you know, segregation and everything. Like, they, it would have been – so that was just very interesting to me. Um, well, Harvey Weinstein, which was different, um, and I'll say this really quick, was that um, they totally supported him until almost the end. The difference between his situation and, and Cosby was – they had a lot of on writing complaints against him. Like he was well known in the industry for being trifling and everybody supported him. They took a long time for everybody to photo ops with him. It took a long time for everybody to condemn him, but everybody immediately condemned Bill Cosby up front. So right. that's just all So I'll 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 say this to what you said. There first there there were people in the industry who knew Bill Cosby's ways. There were people that were warned. You know, the, the word was going around back then when it happened. It just wasn't followed as much. So, but um, just listening to how you framed that, I'll ask you this, and I asked the panel this: Do you think the mm-hmm. trial would have gone down the way it did now during the case, during the era of Karen being caught on camera? No. We watching Karen sit here and and, and lie to on tape to the police, you know, do you no, think? It would be complete, it'd be completely different because first we all be thinking, it's a Karen, she's probably lying. You need to prove it. And if you don't have proof from 30 years ago of hooking up with Bill Cosby unconsensually, then no, it did not happen, Karen. You're just trying to tear down this black man. Go sit down somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll ask this question. That's my thought. Why is it why is it convenient for people to come forward when a person is no longer at the height of their career? Hmm. Maybe they don't think they have the power to fight back. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking, and I mean that's totally what I think because I'm like, okay, it would have made more sense when he was younger. I mean, he really hasn't been in the issue, but you wait. Conveniently, until these people are like sixty something, seventy years old, to, to say anything about them. I mean, our Kelly's yeah. pretty dried up too, but <laughs> now they're coming for him, which they have every right to. <laughs> but I'm just saying, 
I find it interesting that for some people they wait until you're literally like almost not as relevant to to come at you. Interesting. You are now listening to the radio show. But I'm taking this opportunity to say that Drew Brees has gone from New Orleans that it needs to be said that everybody from Louisiana is not a Katrina victim. Stop asking people who are from Louisiana every time we mention it. Hey, are you a victim of Katrina? We're all not Katrina victims, okay? Do you understand me? Some of us were here beforehand. We're not refugees. We pay taxes. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. Next up, from our April 21st, 2020 episode, we were having a chat about R. Kelly and him wanting bail. And if you listen to this clip, you can find out the completely ridiculous reason why R. Kelly felt like he would not be a risk to run if he did get bail. You are now listening to The Radio Show. I love this candle. It's my favorite. Limoncello. I'm about to say, it sounds bougie. Well, I mean, look who's holding it. It looks like you can drink it. It, speaking of I Buckhead, know. it sounds like the name of a restaurant in Buckhead. I would love to name a restaurant Patent. Limoncello. That would be so pending. good. Patent pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. I, I promise if I see a restaurant in Buckhead called Limoncello, I'm soon. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. Segwaying out of Cujo's snack plug into quarantine again. I know people are sick of hearing about quarantine, but it is what it is. We're stuck in the house. Social distancing. And somebody who's trying to socially distance themselves away from jail is R. Kelly. Now, before you turn off your laptop and phone and all that stuff because we're mentioning him, um, there's a story uh, that was about him in the (laughs) Chicago Tribune that was mentioning that R. Kelly is trying to, uh, I guess, he's trying to see if he can negotiate bail for himself, but he's considered high-risk and a danger, so they're not giving him bail because they think he'll run. Now, the thing with R. Kelly's defense of, of him not running is he says that there's no way he can run if they let him go because he's too famous to run anywhere because he's too known all around the world. So I want to bring in and ask our newcomer to the show, Tiki Blue, is this a ridiculous yes. statement from R. Kelly saying that he's too famous yes. to run? Yes, because nobody gives a damn about him running. We're worried about our daughters, and all of our daughters are not in the house. We don't need him snatching up anybody else's baby while we think everybody's at the house because there's a lot of noncompliant people out there. So, yes, this is a ridiculous request from him. So so she's not having it. She's like, nope, not at all. (laughs) Nope. I I am not here for that. What do y'all think? Jerk. Jerk, what do you say? Well, I ain't got time to be hiding my kids and hiding my wife, so I think he's going to stay in there. Okay. Okay. And if they do let him out, you know, they can just lean on Cujo's chip, start sharpening their teeth, and try something stupid. Get him. Smack the double to the tooth sharpener. Awesome crunch. <laughs> Leave it to the dirt. <laughs> you about to choke me, man. You, you stupid, man. <laughs> well, he says that his reason is that uh, he's been asking to get out because he doesn't want to be contaminated by the coronavirus. I say let him out. Um, 
give him volunteer hours in New York and see what happens. <laughs> in New York specifically? <laughs> specifically New York I just, City. I can't, I can't trust him out here in these streets. People running around with masks. Somebody's not even going to know it's R. Kelly out there picking them up until they get to the house and he take it off. By then, it's too late. I just can't take those chances with Kells out there in these streets. I can't do it. I mean, but guess oh. what? Guess who Guess who doesn't know he's a celebrity? Who? Co- coronavirus. The <laughs> <laughs> owner don't give a damn about nobody's status. Exactly. Well, I say plus I would like, put him out there, like see if he can fend for himself. Well, I was going to say that if he's in jail, Corona shouldn't be the one thing he's worried about being contaminated by, if you see what I'm getting at. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> he shouldn't. I mean, you know, they should give him, like, a really awkward situation to figure out, like, at which point he thinks he's going to survive, like, in a certain block or outside in a certain block, and just see what he decides to do. Just saying. Well, but does, does he have a point, though? Like, can 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 somebody be too famous to be a flight risk? Yes, I do think people can be too famous to be a flight risk. But do I think but he's to, that But famous? to Tiki's point, I no. mean, no, but to Tiki's point, I mean, every, uh, wearing masks is the norm. All uh, he needs is a pair of shades. Nobody ever knows him. Well, I mean, no. come on now. If you look at R. Kelly's history, he's been wearing masks. He's been the Pied Piper or whatever <laughs> since, like, since he was a gigolo or whatever. You know, make like a whole song about being a Pied Piper, and no one gets that that's a creepy motherfucking thing to be. I don't think people really knew what Pied Piper meant. Talent. Yeah, it's true. That is unfortunate. You are now listening to the radio show. Why aren't you keeping track of your own score? I'm That's just true. saying. You really don't need to know the number. You just you, you really keep, don't. You needed to going. see. This is the problem with your generation. There's no accountability. Mm. My generation, no accountability. Boomers typically, that is right. a trick. You just call they, me a boomer? They sit there and complain. And, the, you know, they want somebody else to fix it, which not, would be us. If you're not a boomer, you're, you're definitely boomer adjacent. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right. So next up in this gem of a segment from May 19th, 2020, we review the cinematic masterpiece known as John Henry, starring Ludacris and Terry Crews. Now, one thing you want to listen out for in this clip is usually when we do these movie reviews, there's always somebody who doesn't end up watching the movie. Did we all see it? Did we not? I guess you'll have to listen to find out. You are now listening to the radio show. GPS for the most part is reliable, you know. Um, but today, and usually in the past I ignore these, but they give you Hey, save five minutes. Hey, save two minutes. Well, this one said, hey, save seven minutes. I said, you know what? Seven seems like a reasonable, you know, (laughs) that's a a reasonable time. You know, five minutes, I'm really not losing nothing. Two minutes, who gives a fuck, right? If I'm late, fuck it, two minutes late. I said, but seven minutes, I'm going to take you up on that DPS. I clicked the new route, and I ended up 10 minutes later than what the fuck I was supposed to get to with the original time. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. On the menu today, as I said, was the movie John Henry that's on Netflix. 
And uh, all I can say to start this off is, wow. Yeah, wow. So before we do Is that a good wow? That means, like, wow is in your top five? Like, wow. Like, wow. I would um, love to own this movie and add it to my collection, because that's what it sounds like. Sounds like you like it. Well, no, actually the wow is the fact that it has one of the rare 0% ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Not one single reviewer found this movie to be appealing. Out of how yeah. many? Oh. How many reviews? Uh, I forget how many reviews it, it was, but it was it was it was it at was, least twenty. It, yeah, it was it was like seventeen or something like that. Yeah. So we're gonna see if somebody on this group is gonna be the one to actually say that they like it. Who knows? But um, if Easy man, you want to hop in here and just give the listeners the premise of this ridiculous farce, and then we can start our review. All right, y'all. So here's what happens. So basically you got this guy named John Henry, and he's like a former gangster in South L.A., Compton, <laughs> where we heard that before. Oh, and so anyway, this is a black movie. Black people are in this movie. <laughs> yes, yes. This, the black okay, people are right. in this movie. It's you so anyway, movie. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> but no, anyways. So he's a former gangster that somehow or another has a traumatic experience with a gun. So basically throughout the whole movie, John Henry, who's played by Terry Crews, he doesn't use a gun, but he uses a a freaking axe hammer thing, jackhammer, whatever you want to call it. We'll get to that later. But basically, at the beginning of the movie, he encounters these two people from Ecuador or Honduras. It's Honduras, my bad. And basically, he brings them into their home to protect them from the evil gangsters in the community. Well, a few random things happen. And basically, now the gangsters found where the kids are and they're trying to get the girl back so they can use her to do evil things like prostitution and all that. Basically, what I'm trying to tell y'all is the movie wasn't that bad until the 15-minute mark towards the end. And for some reason, they just show these two gangsters who are just joking around, laughing, hee-hee-ha-haing, and then all of a sudden, the rest of the movie just goes to shit. Like, a bunch of random stuff happens, and then all of a sudden, it just ends. So, basically, that's what happens. I'm still confused on what exactly was the point of the movie. It went in a lot of different directions. Um, Ludacris had some random gold piece on him. It, it, just, it was just all over the place. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so let me ask you. Why does action movies have to have, like, kids that need to be returned or taken or, like, didn't we just do this with extraction? Wasn't he protecting some little boy? Well, well yeah, I, I mean, yeah. have a soft spot for kids. Diva and I don't know because we didn't watch it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I just, I just oh, yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> Hold on, but we don't have to worry no, this about is, this. This is, this, is this is something different. So, Kujo, wow, man, uh, tell me about your thoughts on this one, man. Because we don't have to worry about people not watching stuff around here. Oh, yeah, so so my thoughts on the movie, um, I thought that um, 
both Terry Crews and Ludacris, who I understand are in this movie, um, are he didn't watch the movie. Black men, are black, he didn't watch the movie. black men like myself. Um, so these these two black men who who star in this movie um, did a great job of being in this movie. He didn't watch. <laughs> I, I did not. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't watch it. I va- I value my time. After I saw not one person like I like, there's rarely a a movie where everybody kind of agrees online. I mean, like on not even movies, anything. People rarely agree. It could be a school shooting, and like people will take different sides. Like it's it's on whether or not I don't know. It's, it's people don't agree online. People all agreed online that this movie was bad, and I value my time way too much. <laughs> you are amazing. So, so to Joe's point, because y'all know I like to pull stuff and research things. Mm-hmm. I pulled recent movies um, that have gotten a zero percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know any of these movies, so y'all are gonna help me have to help me here, and just tell me if they were bad or not. But are you eating? You have London Fields. No, <laughs> you have London Fields. Anybody heard that one? I don't know. No. 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 Uh, Gotti. Stratton. Nope. Precious Cargo. You Gotti? G-O-T-T-I. Yo Gotti? Like Yo Gotti. Is that the one with um with uh with uh John Travolta? Is that the Tom Hardy movie? Tom Hardy? Uh, it was no, directed John by Travolta Kevin Conley. Yeah, that's the Yo Travolta Gotti movie. It got 0%? No, Yo Gotti. It got a 0%. <laughs> It's about the mobster. Yo Gotti is not in the movie, and it was not in Memphis. Yeah. No, I have not heard of it. Uh, Cabin Fever. I feel like I've I heard, heard of that Cabin. movie. That got a zero. Yeah. The only the only one I knew was the Ridiculous Six, and that movie wasn't great. So. Yeah, I didn't hear that either. I mean, I oh, the Ridiculous Six with uh with uh, uh Adam Sandler. Yes, and um, Terry okay. Crews. So Terry Crews is uh, very familiar with this list, apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, feeding five kids. Okay, so all right, so Cujo didn't watch the movie. You're amazing. You're in timeout, just like Diva and Tiki were for not watching Extraction. Jerk, did huh. you actually watch this shit? I did, <laughs> but I watched the Disney Plus one. I didn't. Notice the Netflix piece. I thought we were talking Wait, about. Wait, you watched the cartoon version? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that's where oh, we were going. Damn, there's a cartoon. <laughs> this is a movie you, you but jerk. You picked this movie. I know that's what I was talking about. I guess I wasn't paying attention to the whole Netflix Disney Plus thing. I got kids, well, man. Oh my god. We actually did our homework this time. Oh my god. What are you and you know, I can do our actual homework assignment, and the guys don't. What was that? Man, you know how terrible this is. I've seen that Disney Plus version, and that one was better than this one. Let me tell you. Hey, that was no good. If this was the homework assignment to not do, this is the one that is not being picked up and graded by the teacher, so you're good. Okay, Diva, before we go to Diva, I mean... You actually watched this this time, so you're you're not on my list this week because you actually did it. Thank you. 
the Thank Dirk you. is amazing. He picked this shit and he didn't even watch it. What did you think of this movie? <laughs> you know, I really, I honestly, I didn't hate it. I felt like it was like good pieces to it. I just feel like somebody just dumped the different films in the storyline and then just took a blender to that shit and just, you know, pulsated it until the shit didn't make no sense. It kind of reminded me of like Kill Bill, like a Quentin Tarantino where he's got like 50 different things going on, but you really don't like, it it wasn't cheap, but the storyline was just, it was like not complete. So you didn't really understand the point of a lot of the stuff. I mean, mixed in with the old school film from 1993 or some junk, like the old VHS type camera recording. Not, what was the point of all this stupid stuff? Um, there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't make sense, and it was just kind of hilarious. Like, um, you know, EZ said in the end, I was just like, "What the hell is this?" You but know, that's the thing. Um, like the last 15 minutes. You get introduced to the evil villain. Uh, you learn his whole history. Like, where did he come from? Why was he not in the movie at the beginning? Like, and then there was a bunch of comedic parts in between. It's like, is this a comedy? Is this an action film? I'm confused. Like, <laughs> man, like him. Okay, Ludacris was running around for like, you know, I don't even know. Are we gonna? Are we telling like the whole thing, or are we trying to save the end for people to torture them? Like, what are we trying to do here? Because <laughs> I got questions. Why the hell was Ludacris running around, one, who picked out his evil genius music for, like, every scene he was in? There was this hilarious, like, evil music that played. He had his own, like, evil light lighting for himself where he was kind of, like, in the shadows. Yes, and why were all his things dark? <laughs> Yes, and then why was he running around? Like, who the fuck has a weapon as a blowtorch for, like, a weapon? Like, and that why was did what he, he have choose, that, you know. that, that tank of oxygen with him? Did he need oxygen, or was that just because he liked to set shit on fire? I kept asking that same that question. Was, like, that I don't was what's going on That here. was the blowtorch stick. He had that for the blowtorch. That was his, he you know, his fight. tank for a blowtorch? Oh, my God. That wasn't an oxygen well, you know, tank. <laughs> No, because you called the, his blowtorch tank that he uses for the fire an oxygen tank. <laughs> Uh-huh. What would have helped 
if there were some subtitles when they were speaking Spanish, um, because we didn't know yes. what they were saying. They, they interpreted like you know what they're saying, like you know the characters enough to be able to understand their personality, which the hell we don't because, I, I mean, this was the – okay, let me put it to you like this. You know how we're all going through life, and one day all of us are going to meet our end on this earth. And what's going to happen is this hour and a half that I spent watching this movie, I'm going to say I wish I had that to spend with my wife and children because I wasted it watching this shit. It's possibly, quite possibly, the worst shit I've ever seen in my entire life. As a matter of fact, it's so very bad that I don't even know if I like Ludacris or Terry Crews anymore. Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm unsure on whether or not I even... I'm reconsidering how much I like either one of them at this point. This was completely tight. Thing, like, I don't think Terry Crews did a bad job. I really don't think he no, did I a bad job. No, I actually like his character. I don't think his character like, was I had no out. issue with his character, but there was no character development. And Nine. it was all over the place. Homegirl is speaking fluent Spanish. And the subtitles didn't translate it for me, so that I was just completely lost for those scenes. <laughs> like no little app could help me with that. It, oh boy, it was just all over the place. Oh, oh but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. So, so nobody spent the whole movie thinking this looks like Terry Crews trying to portray a serious actor, trying to portray Terry Crews, trying to portray a serious actor, because that's what I kept thinking. And then the scene when he met, when he went to the pharmacy to go get the feminine products, and they started dancing. Yes. I was like, oh, there go the old Terry Crews again. And then he went back yes. to And I was like, what the hell are we doing here? First of all, Tiki, did you notice how, like, awkward it was that all of the feminine hygiene products were completely off-brand? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and what did she even fucking point to? Like, and then what was also very awkward about the fact that that situation was happening was when the girl left the house, she never put on any pants. She, the dude just gave her, like, a jacket. So that was awkward as well. Like, how are you in that? Why did they even write that in there just to get him to go to the store? No, uh-huh. why did she bend down to whisper to the daddy what she needed and she knew that Terry Crews didn't understand Spanish? What the hell was the point in whispering it to him? To that to the daddy for? He didn't well, understand what the hell he she was saying anyway. Wait, I got I got a I got a question though for Kujo, no, Kujo man. Daddy is Kujo, listen to this. Would this even sell you on even taking a shot at listening to, at watching this movie at all? Like I mean, y'all, y'all are doing a great job of summarizing it. I feel like I feel like I actually watched it. There's some Spanish genitalia. There's um, <laughs> there's Terry Crews and Ludacris, and and then there's yeah, there's there's uh, there's flamethrowers and uh, you know some upper respiratory issues. So I feel like I I feel like I have seen it. Hey, so quick question. Who laughed when Terry Crews was, like, going all, like, his transformation of Hulk or what the fuck ever, and he ripped off the sleeves to his shirt? Like, who laughed at that part? Anybody? Diva, Diva, nobody laughed. Nobody laughed. We all lost. We all lost. So so the part I laughed at, the part I died laughing about was when the boy from All American, if y'all haven't watched that show, it's really good, by the way. At the end, he runs up to try to help him, and his mom grabs him and goes, boy, get your ass back over here. I'm like, 
wasn't that supposed to be a serious scene? Like, but it was funny. We didn't know that she grabbed him at first. We thought he got shot because the gun went off at the same time. So it, it made you think that he got shot at first until she jacked him up. Yeah, but you didn't even, like, understand what he was doing to help. Like, it literally looked like he just ran, swung his arms a little bit, and then he got pulled away by his mom. Yeah, I give you that. Nobody, I don't really know what he was doing to help because when he was walking down the street and dancing, and then he rode up on Ted Cruz and was like, uh, hey, nigga, how you get so big? Like, I want to be big like you. <laughs> but then did you see the people in the background who was fake? Scared, like watching everything go down. Like, why the fuck was there an why? audience with a nigga with why a? Why were they all just standing around watching? Why just watching that shit? And then, let me ask you. Let's back up to the whole house scene where the girl shot him. Did she graze him, or did she actually shoot him in the head? I think she actually shot him in the head. But hold on, if you want to back up on shot scenes. What about at the beginning when the big dude got shot the first singular time? And they was like, you all right? Before, like, they figured out they was under attack. And then just his expression, like, oh, shit, I got shot. But he didn't really say it. And then he was just kind of sitting there like, oh, shit, I got shot. And it was all just kind of looking like nobody thought this whole shot scene at the beginning was funny. Girl. So let me ask you, like, what? Okay, so first of all, he has survived being shot in the head, and then he's like walking towards Ludacris, and he gets what shot in the leg. Yeah. But like, what actually killed him though? Wait. Because they like never show. You spo- you spoiling that Cujo and the Jerk might actually want to watch this he one day. They might be interested. Hold on, hold on. That, that, he that's laid not down a spoiler. his hammer and that's died. Not a that's what the song said. He laid down his hammer and died. Oh, yes. now, now, that, now, that, now that was the spoiler. That, that was it. <laughs> so, did, well, did it really I mean, the fact that I got a video on Prime Video should tell you that something's, you know, already spoiled, rotten about it. So, I got a question if we can go around the room here. Um, I'm going to start with Tiki. If we can just rate this movie on a scale from 1 to 10, of course, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best. What, what would you say, Tiki? I'm going to give it a two, only because the soundtrack was pretty indicative of what was going what was going on, and I felt like it flip-flopped back from the Disney Plus version to uh, Nipsey Russell back and forth. So that was kind of entertaining. So I'm going to give it a two. Wow. Diva? Mm, mm, mm. You know, I'm going to go against the grain here, and I'm going to give it a six because I didn't hate it. I felt like there was some good content there that just got kind of, like, screwed around. But um, I didn't hate it. I'll give it a six. Wow. You gave that movie a slightly above average score? Of course you would. Yeah, it kind of still entertained me, even though it was, you know, horrible. Extraction was a better movie, but you wouldn't know that. Easy, what's up, man? One to ten. The worst movie I've ever seen is The Room, and it's like ten times worse than this. But I'm going to give it like a solid two and a half because the movie soundtrack was pretty good, and I 
I like Terry Crews' character. I wish they would have developed him more. So two and a half. Jerk, would you like to review your version of John Henry? Oh yeah, man, it was uh, very educational. The, the, the animation was, you know, spot on. I guess from two thousand would have been better with a, some, some kung fu and a few explosions, but you know, I give it about a solid seven. Eight. <laughs> I, I feel set up, man. Kujo, want to toss I out based on version. what you heard, what your review now. is? Um. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a it was a, a movie. And then, yeah, it, it was a movie. Fantastic. It was a movie. <laughs> for, for me, um, I, I'm pretty sure that you can't give a rating lower than zero, um, but I'm just gonna give it. Oh, I guess a one. Um, this movie was like it felt like it was going on forever and I looked up and only 15 minutes had passed by and I was already just like exhausted from from watching it and as Cujo had said before about extraction if it were not for this assignment that the jerk came up with that he didn't even watch I wouldn't have taken I thought it was a spoof when I saw the poster I thought it was fake I'm like there ain't no way they made this shit they really made this shit they really made it so at the end of my life I'm going to need this hour and a half back to spend with my family, and John Henry robbed me of it. Fuck you. You are now listening to the radio show. The oh, better okay. chicken sandwich. Chick-fil-A, Popeye's, or Wendy's? Easy, what about you, man? Because I know you've had all three of these, so who's it? who is it? Yeah, way to just call me a fat ass politely, but I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I have. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, coming up, we got a little bit more of good old-fashioned family racism. This clip from May 26, 2020, we're talking about Dog Park Karen, the lady who wanted to call the police on a black guy because he asked her to put a dog on a leash. You are now listening to the radio show. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. You put the weed in the coconut and light that shit up. But let's get on into it. So we begin the show with Karen's punk ass. Because why not? <laughs> Guys. Which Karen? There's so many. I mean, we're going to go with the Karen of the moment here for for a second here. Um, I mean, it's so hard. Central I mean, Park this Karen. is Yes, this is getting Central Park Karen. This is getting so tired and old, man, but we have to start here with Karen with the woman who was in Central Park and she was walking her dog without a leash, which there's a rule saying that you have to have your dog on a leash. She was politely told by, I don't even know why I have to preface this. This makes me angry to say it. I should just say a gentleman, but she was, you know, told this politely by a young black gentleman, and she immediately took offense to it and threatened to call the police and say that an African-American man was threatening her when he did nothing of the such. Basically what she was trying to do was, uh, you know, call in his public execution because that's the precedent that has been set here. So, of course, you know, black Twitter 
sprung into action, founder, got mentioned, found her LinkedIn, and the hounds got her. She's been fired. Um, she's issued the, you know, the typical apology, I'm sorry, I was scared, uh, blah, blah, you know, all that shit. So I I have to go with the resident uh, person who always seems to – what, okay, easy. What did you call Tiki? We were talking about you, and not in a bad way, Tiki, but we were mentioning about how when you get into something really hardcore, you sound like that one auntie that you shouldn't fuck with because she might knock your ass out. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I be, yeah. Yeah. I basically said you were like the Medea of the group, but in a good way, um, because like <laughs> you'd be like, I don't give a damn, and it's like, damn, she about to go off on somebody. Let me step back. That's like what we say when you're going off. Like, I don't give a damn. And you say that. So, while we wait for Diva to get herself together, because I would like to know how she feels about this, too. (laughs) Please, please enlighten us on how you feel about Karen and her mishap. Who, me? You want me to go? go? Yes. Okay. Karen is a fucking idiot, and I am tired of the Karens of the world. Because this African-American man, because, okay, you have enough sense to call him an African-American man and not just a regular black man, but you still purposely call the police, lied basically about this man threatening you. He did no such thing. Unless he threatened you before he start, he clicked start on his camera, we heard no such threat. The man basically just said in his Carlson Bank voice, can you please put the dog on the leash? That's all he said. And she starts going in, and I was more appalled, more so than him asking her to put this dog on the leash than the way she was handling this dog. Like, I almost forgot about the situation between her and him because I was looking at how she was just jerking this dog around. Like, she was straight jerking that dog around by the collar, and I'm not even a dog fan. I'm not a, I'm not a pet lover. I'm not here for Peter or anything like that. But I was just like, are, are we kidding me? Are you, is she serious? Like, why is she doing this dog like this? Uh, in addition to going off on the black man that's not threatening her, but she's going to say he is threatening her, and she's going to keep repeating that he's threatening her. I almost want to be like, what was the 911 call like on the emergency team side? Like, were they in the background laughing at her, saying, are you serious? Like, what the hell is going on? Because, I mean, this is just some, some, some bovine excrement, and I am just not here for it today. I don't have the capacity for it between that, Ahmad, and the black dude, and... Milwaukee, I don't have the capacity for it right now. I just don't have it. That's all I got. It was plenty. Well, it would seem, it would seem like uh, social media, media is having a bigger impact than the protests and the riots that we were discussing the, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, apparently she was put on leave of absence from her job, and then eventually she was fired. The, the park has banned her. So, <laughs> and she gave up that dog. She had, yeah, they gave up the dog. Uh, apparently, the dog. I think the dog was a rescue, and the rescue office came yes. and got the dog from her. But you know why they came the dog? The dog not in the She was jerking the dog around while she's talking to this guy. That's why he took the dog. Apparently. And speaking of jerking things around, hi, Diva. How's it going? I'm gonna give you that because you know you finally came in on time with a joke, so you know. 
Just give well, him a hand clap for himself. Oh, you're yeah, proud. Yeah. You know, I get one every now and again. I'm sorry to cut you off with that jerk. She just laid that up too good for me to, to pass up on. <laughs> oh, laid that up. No. <laughs> too good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, are we going to go for a third one? Gonna, you got another one in you, 16? No, no, we're going to just go with, with That's okay, I'm on a roll It's See, time to get out when, when it's right good there, you know. Yeah so, Hey, M16, know when to pull out <laughs> And there's the third one <laughs> Jeez, man Okay oh, This show is just This is a clown show, man We're up here talking about something, you know, serious that, God Okay, so Kujo, since you were saying something, man, before we go to Easy and see how he feels about it, man, this woman was basically trying to call in this brother's execution for all to see. So thank God for cell phones, man. How do you think this would have turned out had he not had his phone? I mean, you just have to think about all the all the all the guys historically that have been either locked up or um, or, or executed or, or whatever the case may be by the hands of a police officer when smartphones weren't a thing. Like just imagine this being 1992, and all you hear, all you have is the audio tape from, you know, her 911 call, and then they play that over the air on CNN for all of white America to hear. It's kind of the same stuff that we've been saying for a while. It's just now social media gives, uh, I guess, gives the disenfranchised the opportunity to showcase what we've been saying all these years. Like we we finally have. You know, as, as, as low as it is, we finally have some kind of voice to be able to say, like, look, this is the shit that's been going on that we've been telling y'all about for years. Like, this uh-huh. is a new thing. Like, cops didn't just start beating up niggas. Like, white women didn't just start snitching on black men for, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, is, this isn't new, but we finally have a method to, you know, put it out there to kind of, you know, save ourselves. So. You know, that's kind of what got me about the whole thing is not necessarily this one guy in particular, but just historically, the, those that have not been as fortunate to live in an era where there are smartphones. And, I mean, look, we still are seeing instances where you can record the whole damn thing and still that person get off or, you know, there's no justice served. But, yeah. you know, at least yeah. in the court of public opinion, there's, there seems to be a lot more people on, you know, on our side than than in the system. For me, what I'd be interested in seeing is more people uh, live streaming as opposed to recording it. Because if you yeah. record it, it could be locked on your phone for evidence and held back by the authorities. But if you live stream it, everybody got it. The court of public opinion is going to start almost immediately. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And you do find pe- a lot of people live streaming stuff because once your phone is confiscated, people can share it a million times over. And even if they try to pull it down, once you get something online, even if it's a live, you can download somebody's live to your laptop or your cell phone um, to be retrieved later, even if social media does try to delete it. So uh, that's a good point. It is. Easy to get in here, man. How do you feel about this whole thing, man? I think the, everybody's made great points. I think the one thing that I want to mention is that if you listen to the recording closely, you can hear the guy trembling in his voice when he when she mm-hmm. called the cops. And 
even though even though he knew he was doing the right thing, he was still scared because this woman, the cops could have easily got there and sided with the woman. He could have been arrested. You know, he could have been wrongfully accused of something. So even though he was doing the right thing by recording and, you know, getting his side of the story, making sure that the people had uh, the the truth in front of them, he was still visibly shaken about the whole situation because he's just telling the woman, like, look, I'm not doing nothing wrong to you. And she's, like, calling and saying, oh, the police, he's attacking me. He's threatening me. And it's like you can hear how scared he was. And I think that's something that we can all relate to. Uh, on this show One thing that I can't relate to That I would really like someone to eat, At least try to explain Is where At what point in life were they taught The white girl tears Is that something their parents teach them Is that something they learn as a child If they start crying Their parents might not beat them if they fuck up Like, How is that something all of it. Universal it's thing con- to do yeah, it's, it's conditioned it's, like, it's, 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 like the, the white woman is always the damsel in distress. Like that's just a condition. Yeah. I think that's you at the same time that we teach our sons to when you're pulled over to say yes sir, no sir, put your hands up. It's one of those things that is passed down from generation to generation. Everybody knows that the white woman is the most coveted position in the world. So whatever she says is pretty much going to go. But the crazy thing is she's really not. She's a, she's a tool. She's property. She's possession. Because as soon as she gets out of line, that same white man who's willing to kill a black man is going to slap up to the flow. And the way it used to be set up is you couldn't go to your neighbor. You couldn't go to your pastor. You couldn't go to nobody because whatever that white man says in his house, he's going to handle you accordingly. So it's like she's only important when he wants her to be important. And unfortunately, somehow they continue over time to forget that. So if you look at, you know, that's just one part of it. And then in in movies, if you watch old school movies all the way up, the one way that white girls are always taught to get their way is to shed some tears. And somehow they appear instantly vulnerable every single time. So if you constantly are taught that from a little kid to a teenager to an adult woman, of course, the first thing you're going to go to is to say that somebody's doing something, even even in work. I mean, my brother, as a doctor, worked with a lot of nurses in Rome. And, you know, if your boss tells you to do something, technically, you do it. The first time they don't want to do something, they immediately say, oh, well, he was talking about, he, he's a, he's a six-foot-four grown man with a deep voice. He didn't yell at you. He just telling you to do something. The first go-to they want to do is to go cry in somebody else's office and say, well, he told me to do this. Well, yeah, he's your boss. Of course he told you to do something. So it's just like they find that it works for them. It's kind of like little kids. If they get their way every time they cry and say that their sibling did something, you're conditioning them that, oh, this is how I get what I want. You know what I'm saying? So somehow, no matter how many of them lose their jobs or have their lives disrupted, they all seem to think it's worth it or that they have this privilege to inconvenience somebody else because they didn't get their way. It's, I don't know. I don't think they're ever going to learn. So that's how I feel about it. So, and, Diva, that's another good point that you brought up, too. And I wanted to bring this at, at all the panel, but I want to swing it back to, to Cujo to ask him to start off asking this, is that 
in this climate where we have uh, what you call Karens, they they actually are offended saying that they try to, I guess, rationalize saying that the equivalent of us calling, you know, the white lady who wants to call the manager a Karen is like, you know, using the N-word. And it's not even remotely the same. It's not even close to being the same. So when you hear that, what goes off in your mind that someone who has basically been born on third base feels attacked by what they've been doing to the black community, you know, all these years? For me, it's, I think, I think, I think, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to say that it started with social media, but I do want to say that it helped, um, Social media definitely helped inflate it. Where it's like these oppression Olympics, where everybody wants to be the most oppressed group over, or everybody wants to express how they've been their group or whatever they identify with has somehow been oppressed throughout history or is more oppressed historically than than the next group, and it just gets to be this like battle of. I, it's just an oppression Olympics. I, I mean, you know, you have to be on social media a lot to and, and to, to and you see it all the time. It's every time you turn around, somebody's either, you know, offended. I'm not saying that there aren't valid cases, but somebody's either offended or you know somebody's a victim in some way, shape, or form by something that's happened. And it's even when you go through the threads and in the comments, it's you know it gets to be this argument where you don't have it as bad as we do. So then there's this whole, I hate, I hate seeing it to be honest. And just in this situation where, like you said, you have the Karens, it's like, well, that's just like saying the N word. So now you're comparing a privileged white woman to, you know, an entire race of people who were enslaved for a good majority of this company's history, the country's history. And then, you know, held under the thumb of the system throughout the rest, you know, after, you know, slavery ended. So, I don't know. This, 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 is, this, is, this is way too heavy for me. I do want to point out, I, I did have a thought in the last conversation. I, I, I didn't know when to plug it in because, like I said, it got real heavy. But since I just said that... Um, <laughs> with the white women finding when and where they should cry and when they should be the victims or whatever. If you look at all the Disney princesses, all of them need to be rescued or somehow saved or whatever by a prince by, and and they're all white. The one black Disney princess was a fucking frog for 75% of the movie. That's all I'm saying. Wow. They've been, they've been taught to be that they need to be rescued. And, and she had to figure this shit out. It's been, yeah, she she had to figure this shit out on her own how to uh, unfold. Yeah. Her. So. <laughs> yeah. I ain't never heard that about off, But that's our that I don't mean to cut you off, but that is our lives every fucking day. We always have to figure this shit out where all the Karens of the world get rescued because somebody has threatened them or they're perceived to have been threatened in some form or fashion. Meanwhile, the the Tiangos of the world got to figure the shit out. <laughs> oh no! But have you seen the new marketing ploy? If you pay attention to um, the propaganda now in commercials, is there like literally? And I know this is transitioning off course a little bit, but it goes to your point. Now in all the commercials, you can't get 
a Tiana with a with a black man to save your life. You know, now if if she is in a commercial, it's with a white man. I don't know if you ever noticed that, but if you start looking at these commercials, man. they no. starting to not put them together. Now they don't even want to see us together in commercials now. So it's like um, sending um, a I'm so glad you brought that Obama up because in the office. Yes, yeah, I brought that up to. I think I was talking to my wife about it a long time ago. A long time ago it was like, and it's it started. I started noticing it with Scandal when Scandal first came out, and I saw somebody made yes. like a comment online, and yes. it was like, if this, if the uh-huh. races, I mean, if the if the genders were flipped, this show wouldn't be as popular. Like if it was a black man president uh-huh. and a white, if Olivia Pope was a white woman, show would not be as popular. But that's already been done a million times. That's always done. But I'm just, you always see, I think the face of yeah. interracial couples is always a white man and a black woman. I don't see very really? many instances. Unless, unless you're talking about, like, when they talk about, like, athletes and how athletes always, you know, fuck with white women and all that kind of stuff. I mean, like, just in in terms, like you said, with commercials. With commercials and in movies and, and just just entertainment in general, stuff that, that reaches a broader audience, because you would have to be in tune with the athletes and follow their lives in order to know that they fuck white women or whatever. But just in stuff that gets put out there, just just now that I've said this, I want y'all to pay attention to how often you see a, in a commercial or a movie or whatever TV show, a white man with a, with a black woman versus the opposite. I think that's the face of interracial couples. And I think that's because yeah, I think, kind of to your I point. Think it yeah. is now. I think it is now. I mean, honestly, from the 90s through the 2000s, I, it was always a black man with a white woman. Like, that was just the easy thing from the movies to, you know, from Jungle Fever all the way up. That was normal. So, But then we got nothing. You know, either we were single moms in these movies or the partner got, gets killed or always has to die. Like, if it's a black man and a black woman, like, they always got to kill off the man in the house. You know what I'm saying? But um, I I do agree with your point. I started noticing it with the family commercials, and I'm like, okay, you have an Asian couple, they're a couple. A Hispanic couple is a couple. The white couple is a couple. And now it's like there's a black woman, and she always has to have the typical curly hair and afro kind of situation, and then she's with the white man. And I'm like, well, where, where can we get a more equal representation like everybody else, but I feel like they're trying to send this message because they know the strength of the two. So they're like sending this little thing like, hey, hey, you know, you should, you know, get a bob. Just to throw a slightly different angle on this. Studies have also shown that society is more willing to accept a black woman with a white man than a white woman with a black man. And if the white man accepts this black woman, then people, you know, kind of back off, you know, like they're like, okay, maybe it's okay. But if it's reversed, you know, (laughs) that still raises eyebrows or whatever. But I also think it all goes back Mm -hmm. to the one thing is just the breakdown of the black family. Like, I just feel like it's all just, you know, some way to get back to breaking down the black family. So if you can eradicate the black family at its core, then the rest of it will fall in place. HIV and AIDS didn't work to take out the black man. You know, raping mm-hmm. black women didn't, didn't work. Letting black women die as they were having birth didn't work. So if you can start just breaking down the black family itself and replacing them, 
mm-hmm. and getting everybody yeah. else to buy into that it's okay to have an interracial family, it's okay to not just be a, a, a typical black family, then it's all going to go away. So there, there are a couple other ways to see that. Because mm-hmm. for the, who we want to call the people who want to see an all one race society, they don't want to see a mixed society. Because one of the things that was one of the very prevalent things when I was growing up as a child, if you're 1% black, you black, point blank, period. Black mother, white father, whatever. It it didn't matter. And just throw a little ambivalence into it, Disney doesn't care what your parents are. If you're a parent, you're dead. Mm. That's one thing Disney is good at. They don't care what you are, who, who did what, where the other... They're going to kill you off. So I say that to say this. Racial ambivalence only fits the narrative that you're trying to explain or the narrative that you're trying to cover. An additional case in point with the traditional household where it's acceptable for a white woman to have a black man in black culture, it's unacceptable for a woman, a black woman to date outside of a race. She couldn't find a good brother. I've heard that said a lot of different times. <laughs> so it's all it all comes from a lot of different angles. It all has its own explanation, its own way. And for me, trying to generalize it or give it one explicit or implicit reason is about as futile as trying to understand why it why it exists in the first place. Because my all my parents were more accepting of one thing than I'm sorry, say again. No, I said it's all part of the man's plan. Yeah, the jerk out here putting the down. You, whatever you figure out who the man, whenever you figure out who your man is, because there is no singular the man in my, because it, you got people on both sides that see it the same way. And it's, it's just through different lenses. The jerk out here putting the, the final word and the stamp on this. And uh, this concludes race talk. And this, Segment right here was just about as black as Shaba Ranks is. You are now listening to the radio show. I love my wife. She's the apple of my eye. No one can tell you otherwise. I love my wife. She's the apple of my eye. No one can tell you otherwise. I love my husband. I'm the apple of his eye. He damn sure better not say otherwise. <laughs> You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right. So in our last clip on this Best of Volume 2 podcast from the October 2nd, 2021 episode, if you've ever had a bad Zoom meeting experience, it has absolutely nothing on the story that Tiki Blue has to tell about her Zoom meeting gone wrong you are now listening to the radio show but, um, i don't know problem with phone folks is uh it'd be hard to find ones in the store that's antibacterial like most of them say gentle hand soap they don't necessarily no. say you know what i mean with the rona out here we need full antibacterial treatment oh no i mean i'm cool with the gentle hand soap i mean i just, just look we got all of bath and body works whole collection of scented hand soaps and they smell just lovely it's just if you scrub long enough something gonna die you're listening to the radio show on youtube and all other podcast providers
All right, so I had a job interview today, right? And I tried to log on like all extra early so I could change my name from Tiki Blue to my government. Well, the host, I got in, well, I was in the waiting room, but the host of the call couldn't get in. So we ended up having to get a new link and start over. Well, he got in before I got the new link set up and was able oh, to get shit. in. So then he's like, Tiki Blue, I was like, oh shit. He was like, well, I'm just going to tell you right now, we need to start with the meaning behind this name because this is not who I'm scheduled to have my interview with. And my daytime job is a completely different personality from my Tiki Blue alter ego. So I told, you know, at first I'm like, look, I do a podcast. So this is my pseudonym that I use. It's not, you know... And then he wants to deep dive into the show, the topics, how long I've been doing it. Would it be my dream job? And I'm and he's like, can I get the link so I can listen? And I'm just like, damn, I'm not going to get that job. <laughs> That's a wrap. Damn. <laughs> you are now listening to the radio show. Have you not seen the Karate Kid before? You mean yes. like in 1984 when it first came out? You know, like have or I seen it ever. since then? Like it's, I haven't. No, I have not seen it since 1984. You probably didn't even see it in 1984. Okay, 87. It's it's one of those movies you should have seen a couple times at least. I, it's pretty big. So I remember it being big, but it was like I saw it and was just like, oh, okay. I don't see what all the hype is. I mean, it's one of them 80s, you know movies that just was big because it was a good movie in the 80s I guess you know it's got one of them songs you know that's perpetually 80s you're the best around you're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers alright so that's gonna wrap up this best of the radio show ATL volume 2 podcast thank you so much for listening downloading supporting uh, you can find us on Instagram at It's The Radio Show. Uh, you can find us also on Facebook. Just search for The Radio Show ATL. And if you want to be a guest on The Radio Show, you can send us a text, 678-800-1677, or send us an email, theradioshowinbox at gmail.com. We appreciate the support, and thank you for listening.